0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire then! What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Oh. Uh. hello and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I am your host covering everything sport, international, and local. Thank you very much for locking in with me today on this fine Saturday afternoon, wherever you are around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Charger Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube. Thank you very much for connecting plenty of action today in the sports world and especially, especially the headliner. And it's got to be Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. We're talking about that today. As the fight will be, let's say the early prelims will start tonight and will go on all the way on to the morning. The early hours of the morning if you're locked in on the UAE. But if you're in the US, you will be watching it tonight. And that is so exciting to watch Conor McGregor back. There's just something about him when he gets back into the fight game when he's in his element he seemed very focused this time we're going to be discussing that today and how is it going to be with fans as well now how strong is mindset when it comes to perspective i was reading a book recently from jay shetty and actually in the book He discussed monkey versus the monk mindset. So I'm going to share that with you today. And what's the difference? You might find one or two things that you can relate to in that. And also, how do you track progress? Now, heart rate monitors have been out there. You've got your Fitbits, you've got your applications, you've got all sorts of things. But are we relying too much on technology? I'm sure Future Talk will be tuned in to this episode later on and and actually give me their feedback as well. And can it be as much a hindrance as it is a motivator? So those are things. So plenty of stuff today to be talking about and discussing on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, on Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves the fire What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. It sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omal Duri. I am your host, covering everything sport, international, local. Thank you very much for all your message on the Instagram live as well, guys. It's great to be able to connect with you guys. You know, especially when I don't have a guest. It's lovely to be able to get your comments and, of course, use those in the show. So, thank you very much. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in now. A lot of the times, you know, we talk about things that are like therapeutic and therapeutic for the mind, the body, the soul. We talk about emotional fitness. We talk about mental fitness and we talk about physical fitness. And one of the things that I was doing over the weekend was reading, you know, through some time where normally just before sunset, I kind of like to just have some clear time to myself. No sound, just me and a book. And one of the books I'm reading, as you know, I love my books, is Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. So with this book. It came. I came across this thing where he was describing the monkey versus the monk mindset, and as soon as I read this, I thought, you know what, I need to get this on a halftime show because uh, I'm sure people can relate to that. So these are the differences in terms of the monkey mind versus the monk mind, and let me know what you guys actually, you know, relate to. Okay. So on the monkey mind, when people get overwhelmed by multiple branches, coasts in the passenger seat. Complains, compares or criticizes. That's another thing which sometimes we find ourselves doing. Overthinks or procrastinates. That's another one we all do, right? This is all the monkey mind. Distracted by small things. You know, at the moment now, there's been so many things out there that's had us distracted. Short-term gratification. Sometimes we do things and we think it's going to be great, but it's only short-term. And we don't identify until it's later in that period where we think about things. Demanding and entitled changes um on a whim multitasking that's another one when i spoke to jim quick he told me about looks for pleasure or looks for temporary fix now that's the monkey mind now be honest out of the ones i've just mentioned now how many of those are we guilty of and i say guilty because we all do it i do it you do it everyone does it but how many of those that i named do you find yourself guilty of now when you think of the monk mindset focused on the root of the issue and this is addressing an issue and then focusing on the root of it rather than the aftermath of it lives intentionally and consciously which is another thing with all the distractions we have technology our phones our computers our work sometimes even our family how do we live intentionally and consciously Disciplined, long-term gain, enthusiastic, determined, patient. That's it's kind of hard to always be enthusiastic, determined, and patient, but that's another thing. Commits to a mission, a vision, or a goal. Works on breaking down negatives and fears, self-care for service, single-tasking, looking for meaning, and looking for genuine solutions. Now, I've just named a couple of these, but what I liked about this book especially is his idea of his experience has allowed him to think like a monk now regardless of what beliefs you are or what what you believe in or what cultures or background you're from what they stand for was what was interesting more than the actual religion part of it the part where people are actually addressing situations and that stands for all of us was something that i actually thought was interesting because when i looked at the monkey mind as he describes it there's a lot of things we do we overthink we procrastinate we complain we criticize sometimes we find ourselves coasting in the passenger seat now when i say that meaning you coast in the passenger when there's someone driving and rather than appreciating that person driving you're kind of just coasting it and just going with it and winging it short-term gratification all these things were the monkey mind from the monk mind i like the fact that you know committing to a mission one mission not multitasking one mission right being determined being patient Living intentionally inten- intentionally and consciously and also looking for meaning. So those were the things that I was I was very, very intrigued by. And I wanted to ask you guys, how many of those, in terms of the monkey mindset versus the monk mindset? And I know one that's just tuned in gone, almost gone mad. <laughs> He's on the halftime show talking about monkeys. But the thought process, the mental side, we've spoken about in fitness, we've spoken about in sports. All these greats that we look at and we admire and we, we respect... They go through certain minds where they have to identify root problems, issues, single-handedly. They've got to actually pick out one or two things before they actually focus on a lot of things. And that's that's kind of what I really liked about the book Perspective Mindset. How many of you, when I mentioned the monkey mindset, how many of you were guilty of those things? Now, when you look at the monk mindset, how many of you actually thought, you know what? I'd love to do that better. 4215 it-salat Or do Or slide up Into my DMs At Omar Duri On Instagram Almost got tongue twisted there And coming up next It can't be a show Without talking about The headline of the weekend And if you If you were hidden Under a rock You might have missed That Conor McGregor Is in the UAE And he's fighting Dustin Poirier And that's coming up Right after the break We'll be discussing that All that and more On the only place to be at 3 The Halftime Show On Pulse 95 This is the Halftime Show with Omar Oh, he the This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than Salaam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Al-Duri. I am your host covering everything sport international. Thank you very much for everyone who's connected with me on Instagram Live or 95FM if you're on your way back home or maybe if you just had a football match like Almas and you want to check up on me and see how I'm doing. Thank you very much, Almas. Hope you're well. Speaking about footballers, you got Anita, you got Sheikha, you got Alaa. Mustafa's in the building. Masoud is keeping it real as always. Thank you very much for everyone connecting. Right, so in the first, in the first segment of the show... I was reading a book called Think Like a Man and it struck a chord because part of my mental therapy at the moment is just taking time out of the world, no sound, just reading. And when I was reading it, he broke it down between the monkey mindset and the monk mindset. And irrespective of what religion or culture you believe in, I really do believe that detachment from the world and not getting distracted and also always looking at things with intention and purpose is key. So that's why I shared it with you guys. So if you did miss the first part, head over to the YouTube later on and check out the episode. Really, really good segment on that. Right, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. You know, it's crazy to believe that Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier are here in the UAE at Fight Island and they're fighting tonight. If you're in the US, it's tonight. If you're in the UAE, it's probably in the early hours of the morning, but I can't wait to see Conor McGregor's return. Now, a lot of people, whether you like him or hate him, There's always this buzz about him. People either want to see him win or want to see him lose. But either way, people want to see him. And that's why it's so interesting to be able to see Conor McGregor and his team, including his family. Now, one of the things I was noticing in, I don't know if you guys watch the embedded episodes and things like that. But one of the things I noticed about Conor McGregor this time around, the inclusion of his family in many, many things. So many things with his kids, um, with his wife. He just seems very, very focused. There wasn't as much trash talking. Some of you might be disappointed about that. But I think after the Habib fight, he kind of learned a lot more about himself as well as the business side of things. And he doesn't have to fight. The amount of money this man is making, you know, the other day on the show, I asked you, you know, do you need a why to be able to get through any how? And that episode, I got a lot of comments. A lot of people sent me messages uh, in my Instagram telling me, you know, man, that was such a good title. Actually, it was from Nietzsche. Nietzsche is the one that actually said that. And I took that title and it made me think about purpose and perspective. But when I look at Conor McGregor, what's his purpose and what's his perspective on returning to the UFC at a time where a lot of people say he doesn't have to. You know, he's, he's set for life. He's got his businesses. He's ventured out and he's done incredible things. But he seemed very, very focused. And I can't wait to see what Like people, you know what people actually forget? Conor McGregor is 32 years old. His rise in the UFC has been short sure of a miracle. You know, like I said, and I actually tried to get him on the show and and uh, and and ask him a few questions, but not your standard questions. Not the questions like, are you going to fight Habib again? And do you want to fight him? And, uh, no, I wanted to know where he was in his darkest places, how he got into, you know, fighting Floyd Mayweather arguably the best defensive boxer ever to going back to the UFC he fought one year ago one year ago he fought against Cowboy and that was like insane and thinking of that being inactive as they call it is one thing but being active behind the scenes is another and I know that he's been working a lot from his people and from the people that work with him, they've told me that he is so focused. The former featherweight and lightweight champion is gonna make his comeback, and that is something which is a huge deal. Now, along those lines, you can't mention him without obviously mentioning his opponent. And Poirier has been short of nothing short of brilliant since he got back and his defeat to McGregor six years ago. When you think of who he's beaten. Listen to the names that Dustin Poirier has beaten. Jim Miller, Eddie Alvarez, Anthony Pettis, Max Holloway, and Justin Gaethje. Those have all been beaten by Dustin Poirier. So if you thought this was going to be an easy ride, I don't think it will be. Even though Conor McGregor did say he wants to finish it in one round. You never know. Mystic Mag has been very well known to be very accurate with his predictions but then again when I think he's beaten Anthony Pettis, Justin Gaethje, Max Holloway that makes me excited and I can't wait to see how this fight pans out. Now you can't mention the division or even the UFC without Habib Nurmagomedov. Now he was there with Dana White talking in this infamous meeting of whether he's going to come back or not and in coming back the first question people are going to ask are you going to fight Conor McGregor? Now in Dana White series the contender uh, Dana White was sitting next to Habib and he was trying to poke him and say do you know that the Dustin Poirier uh, Connor fight has more numbers than your fight with Connor? the pay-per-view is the highest but you know if you came back it would be even bigger and you could see Habib smiling and not saying no, but not giving much away. And a lot of people are trying to get out of him while he has said, impress me, go out there and woo me. Now, this is their chance for Conor McGregor to come out with style. And if that happens, then surely, surely we might be looking at another fight between Conor McGregor and Hamib Nurmagomedov. Who do you think would win? Text me on 4215, ittasalat, or do, or slide into my DMs at Omal Duri as you're doing right now and let me know. Coming up next, now, one of the things I've personally had experience with, and I get this a lot with clients, with my own footballers or athletes or even the people that work out with me at my gym they always say how do you track progress now one of the things we talk about is heart rate monitors and fitbits and applications and all these kind of things but are we relying too much on technology with this kit and can it be as much of a hindrance as a motivator and i'll explain why right after the break enjoy this track and i'll see you in a bit peace this is the halftime show with Omar, Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Oh, he lifts that... the fire and What it goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! <laughs> it's... Oh! It sure is that time. This is the halftime show. I'm so excited. I'm off my seat. Right. <laughs> All right. Question of the day. How do you track progress? Heart rate monitors, Fitbit, um, you know... I don't want to say the name because they might think I work for them because I wear it all the time. But I have something that I I personally follow and have followed from December 2016. What do you do to be able to track your progress? What's up, Florian? All the way from New York. Tarek from Dubai and Farha as well. Great to see you guys. Locking on the Instagram live at Omar Duri. Okay, so how do you track progress? And are we relying too much on technology? And the reason why I ask this, because personally for me this is just my personal experience i've relied on this device which by the way maria will tell you guys a million times he keeps losing his sensor so i have a sensor that i connect to my heart rate monitor and i only put it on while i train that's the only time i put on and i monitor it every single month and see how many calories i burn compared to how many points i get and it's a point system that's on there now the only thing that i have with this with this issue is when i lose it And this happens, it's happened three times, okay? When I lose it, all of a sudden my motivation and my drive and those that know me will tell you that when I'm in the gym, you know, I am focused on just trying to get the best workout I can get. Now, when I don't have this sensor, my mind is just thrown off and I have kind of relied on it. And there is something where there's the pros and cons. The pros is when I get back, the first thing I do is check and see, was I slacking? Was I working hard enough? How does that tally off to tomorrow? Because let's say if I've had a really good day today, my body's achy or sore like tomorrow, then I will be able to kind of manage that so I don't get injured. So that's another thing. But then again, the moment I've lost the sensor sensor or misplaced it and I've head to the gym, right? I've gone to the gym. The first thing I'm doing is looking for the sensor. Then I'm trying to connect it and just put it on the actual actual heart rate um, strap. If I don't have it, my mood changes my mood changes i'm not in a good mood people might actually think i'm being rude and i start on being rude i'm just stressing that i don't have the sensor and it's not gonna have okay it's not gonna have it's not gonna be recorded if it ain't recorded it ain't working (laughs) so so in my mind i'm thinking oh my god oh my man you're gonna go out there and kill yourself on a friday morning at 9 a.m you do this circuit class there's people looking over and thinking he ain't working hard enough, or maybe he's killing it. Irrespective of whatever they're thinking, I have no proof if I'm doing it or not. And that's why the question that I have today is: can it be as much of a hindrance as a motivator when it comes to tracking progress? 4215, it's the salat or do or slide into my DMs at Omar Dury. We got some messages coming in. I know that a couple people here that I normally chat to about this thing would definitely give me a few comments. And it starts off with Anita. Heart rate monitors, and she says, My zone are amazing. To track progress, Terry, my zone is the best. Michelle, it's double-edged. Love seeing progress through the ga- uh, the Garmin app. That's a that's an interesting one. What's the Garmin app like, by the way? Because it seems quite scientific, quite accurate. I've never used it before. However, rely on keeping stats too much. See, Michelle, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, Terry, did did the workout happen? If you didn't track it, you see what I mean. Those are people that have similar devices to what I have, and this is why i'm saying that it messes with your head and we've spoken about physical fitness we've spoken about mental fitness and we've also spoken about emotional fitness and sometimes and only sometimes if you've had a workout and you haven't quite hit those numbers you might stay behind and that's where there's a pro to tracking progress however as michelle just said now darkness when it's lost or the battery dies yeah that's one and you know another one michelle sometimes right sometimes it doesn't show <laughs> straight away so you're stressing thinking this technology is whack because it's not showing all the hard work i've done so yes i can agree with that 100 percent what's up uh, al i hope you're well my cousin uh, and masoud says i can relate bro Din- uh, dinner with flow says i use a fitbit and a Peloton heart rate monitor, and I use the data it provides, but I don't use them when I run distances. See, this is another thing, and I've heard about this before, and this is no advert, but Peloton, I've heard, is great Again, how do we measure that up? You see what I mean? And also the reason why I switched from devices that involved a watch is because when I box, I wrap my hands and it's really important I protect my wrist when I'm smashing the bag or doing combinations. So I started to work on just heart rate monitor synced with Bluetooth applications. So that's why um, it's interesting to hear. We've had Peloton, we've had Garmin, we've had MyZone, we've had Fitbit's what works for you guys and how have you guys found it how long as well and be honest now how long have you used those for so really really interesting uh, topic how do you track progress heart rate monitors or technology and are we relying on it too much and can it be as much of a hindrance as a motivator 4215 it's a lot or do or slide into my dms during the break and we'll be right back after some Beyonce there you go here we go this is is the halftime show with Omar, Omar Aduri on Pulse on, 1995 95. Oh, he lifts the fire and got the goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Aduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time. It's almost full time actually on the halftime show. Thank you so much for spending your Saturday afternoon with me. What a show. It's been actually jam packed. And we spoke about a couple of things today. The book I'm reading, the mental side of things, especially when it comes down to the monkey versus monk mindset, according to Jay Shetty which was very, very cool, and how many of us were doing the things that he was talking about on the monkey side compared to the monk side. Now, if you do miss our shows, don't worry. You can head over to Pulse95 Radio on YouTube and check out the episodes. If you like them, make sure you, you share them, like them, and subscribe. Some great shows on there. We cover things like mental health, physical health, emotional fitness, and even how the brain impacts the body. And you also have some incredible guests that we've had on the show, such as Matt Cole, Avram Grant, Brian Kelly... Jim Quick, Dr. Perry, Nicholson. Man, we've punched above our weight on that show, so make sure you head over and show some love. On today's show, one of the things that's got a lot of people talking on the Instagram Live was how do you track progress and are we relying too much on technology to be able to get that progress sometimes to the point where if you forget your sensor you might be demotivated and we spoke about my personal experiences with the monitor and also some of our friends from uh, the Instagram live uh, telling us about their experience so a very very cool topic on that now coming up this week we've got a couple of, uh, of cool guests some different guests this week we've got a squash international player and a motivational speaker coming in Kanzi going to be here we've also got the super sweet who's involved in boxing she's involved in fitness and health and all also, very, very strongly opinionated on being vegan. So, nice to get different flavors on the show. Very, very cool. Uh, Florin from New York is telling me that it's a double-edged sword. I love the data, but it can also make one a little obsessed with that. And then we forget form. See, Flora, and that's why I love you being on the show, man. Even though it's silly o'clock over there in New York, you always come through and represent. And we are reaching full time on the Halftime Show. I'm going to give a special shout out to my guy in the studio, RR, who's here looking after me, making sure that everything's on point. Yeah, that's you, RR. You're the only RR here and the only one in the studio. So <laughs> thank you very much for supporting me. As always, we love you guys. I hope you have an incredible Saturday. New day tomorrow, new week Go out and smash it, guys. We love you. Stay blessed and peace. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.